Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Canson. I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. Oh, and it's our favorite time. New franchise time. Yay. It's time for us to spelunk into another franchise. Oh, here we go. We're diving deep into a cave. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about The Descent this week, kicking things off with Neil Marshall's written and directed uh, horror film, The Descent from 2005. Uh, before we go too much further, um, Elis, where can people reach out to us? Yeah, you can email us at sequelrights at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media because that's where we got the suggestion for this franchise uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at sequelrights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcast or share us on social media. Uh, <laughs> we really appreciate it. Uh, we're trying to make our way through a lot of user suggestions. We just did carry. If there's some franchise you've been dying to hear us talk about, let us know. Uh, and we might just tackle it. Yeah, because, you know, we're totally out of ideas of sequels. We're running low on sequels. <laughs> just kidding. There's a million of them. Based um, on, yeah, based on what I saw in the Hoopla catalog, we could go forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we really could. Uh, th- this one, uh, yeah, this one is brought to us by our number one Twitter hype man, Re- Reading Hicks on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for uh, suggesting this one. And, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy these. It's a twofer. Uh, yeah, and if you want to watch along, like I just said, they're available for free on Hoopla. Support on your Hoopla. local library. <laughs> I watched it on the IMDb TV. Uh, I also feel like that we all maybe watch different versions of this movie. Excited. And I, we can get into that later. Yeah, I'm we, excited we shall. to see what that's about. But before we go, here is the trailer. They were best friends. Oh, he's searching for the next big high. That's oh, going to be awesome. <laughs> On a weekend adventure. Down there, it's pitch black. You can get claustrophobia, paranoia, hallucinations. If there's no risk, what's the point? Until they descended to a place. No one's ever been down here before. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Was never meant to go. Don't look down, Ben. Keep going. Have to find a way out of this chamber and keep pushing forward. Come on. Sarah thinks she saw someone back. So what? What did you see? A man. I saw a man. No, it's the dark. It plays tricks on people. Oh, did she see something or not? <gasps> no man has gone before. But what about a I am no man. man. <laughs> man was Which, never meant to go. Interestingly, I actually have a take where Lord of the Rings plays into this. So. <gasps> uh, oh, yeah, it's a whole well. well yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was like, there are other trailers, uh, you know, that maybe were a little bit better trailers, but I love to find the one with the, but less uh, drums. Trailer guy, yeah. Trailer man. <laughs> <laughs> the the lines of dialogue, uh, you know, the lines that he has over the trailers are always hilarious. So there you go. Uh, well, hey, has anyone? Um, had anyone not seen this movie before we uh, dive in here? You know, what's inter- you know what's interesting to me is I don't think I actually saw this movie in theaters. 
Yeah, that was. I was trying to figure that out as well on my end. I feel like, to me, this movie is like the quintessential like during college, like, oh my god, you guys, we gotta watch this movie. I just rented right. it at wherever, yeah, or, or I heard about it, and now I've got the DVD. So let's watch this crazy movie, because um, it's like right in that time frame for me, and I can't. Yeah, I feel like I probably didn't see it in theaters. I feel like that I had the sad reality of like thinking that, oh my god, this movie absolutely crushes, and having nobody to share that with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> twas a lonely life. You, yeah, learned. yeah. I think it was uh, just like that silently watching maybe the DVD in a library somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never, I had never seen it before. I don't know if you guys remember, like when they marketed it. Well, I guess we just heard the trailer, but was it clear that there were monsters or creatures involved? no no they kept that secret they kept yeah. it secret yeah they kept it safe yeah um the only time that uh i was like maybe i did see this in theaters was when it comes to the ending but we can get to that uh just because yeah. I, I i recall one ending and then there's a different ending uh that some of you guys might have seen um i was absolutely certain that i saw this in theaters and now i am 100 certain i did not yeah yeah well, there you go uh well man this uh this movie is awesome <laughs> yeah it, it's incredible uh so wait Elis, you were you were saying you hadn't seen it until nope. oh man that's crazy uh this uh is one that i would definitely do for horror movie night but we are doing right. it here um it is uh you know rewatching this movie i i hadn't seen it in a long time so there's stuff that happens right away in the beginning that I had totally forgotten about. <laughs> oh, like some Final Destination nonsense. Yeah. That was, was like, more oh. terrifying than like almost the anything re- else. Yeah, for me. yeah. Because like, okay, so, like, well, you know, we're spo- we spoil everything, but yeah. someone is murdered by flying poles in a car. Yes. And I think last time I remember this happening was like I think Baby Driver. This happened, and I know there's a couple <laughs> omens where something like this happens, and like this this fear of like the poles coming off <laughs> yeah. another car is always like terrified me in the back of my mind well you don't have to worry about it too much because poles are wildly inaccurate (laughs) (laughs) that's true true that margin of error yeah (laughs) the poles only kill people for story purposes yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) just make sure you've got nobody else in the car that would really uh, amp up your story if they died from poles Uh, (laughs) um yeah, it was funny earlier today, Eliz, uh, or I had missed a message where Eliz was asking uh, if there were any kids in the movie. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, yeah, there's one child, one dead child. <laughs> I was, and then I was like, man, this is another movie we're watching where it's like dead kids. Yeah. Brutally killed children. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had totally forgotten about that. In my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, it's a bunch of girls that, you know, that go down in a cave and they see monsters. And that's all there is to the movie. <laughs> but the real killer is distracted driving. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, you got to keep it at 10 and 2, even if your husband's having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do they ever actually come out and say it? Or is it just heavily implied? Heavily, heavily Okay, because I don't remember them actually, like, revealing it no nobody says oh shit his oh, okay. penis went in her vagina well i mean i think it's pretty clear when beth gives her the thing and she's like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I, I don't think there's really any ambiguity as to i mean it I plays think. into the justification for leaving her to die in the most horrible way so oh yeah of course um but uh 
Yeah, so this movie, 2005, uh, pretty much an all-female cast. Like, the only male cast members basically play the uh, the crawlers in the uh, in the cave. And the dead husband. The dead husband, the dead yeah. Husband. Cheating husband. Sorry, Who, like, I don't husband. even know if he has any lines. Oh, doesn't uh, he say something he in the car? Like, he yeah, does. I'm He's fine. like, and then they everything's die. fine, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention to the road, guy. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, maybe I correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's a pretty, you know, unique thing, a full all female horror film in 2005. Uh, Even some of the more, you know, female driven horror films that we see, you know, recently, like Black Christmas remake and stuff like that. It's still not like, you know, 100 percent. It's a female cast for the most part. Well, and that they're all, you know, have complete agency, like they're a female group of spelunkers, like the first the prequel, you know, shots of this movie establishing the family, establishing the tragedy also establishes that this is a group of friends that, you know, like to take wild risks and do lots of exploring and spelunking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do love that there is a line in this movie where somebody says, I'm not Tomb Raider. And then later in the movie, they become Tomb Raider. <laughs> she says, like, I'm not a Tomb Raider. I'm an English teacher or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. I like <laughs> Yeah, I was like, so I had kind of trouble um, telling all the white people apart, especially when like, the, and they all like it's Holly and Juno and Sarah. And it's like, I don't know that there's I know like Sarah was the one with the dead family and I yep. pretty much could recognize her. Holly had short hair mm-hmm. and looked like a lesbian, but wasn't because mm-hmm. like she specifically talked about effing dudes all the time. Yeah. In fact, she called herself a sports fuck. What does that mean? Does that mean like you fuck for sport? Or you like to have sex with sporty people or I, don't I think know. it could be both. OK, well, anyways, uh, she had short hair. and she was like the newest to the group. Like they didn't know her as well. Yeah. And then I think there was two sisters, two half sisters. They were oh, half sisters. Sisters. Yep. Okay. Was there was there any lesbians? I don't think so. Because there was one point where she was like, "No, babe, babe, this and that," like with two blondes. But then I was like, oh. "I guess those are the sisters." I thought that there was one point where one of them slept with one with them in the weird cabin. But okay, maybe... so maybe there was another white one on top of the two sisters and the one with the dead family. There is the two know. sisters. That's like Rebecca and somebody, and then there is Beth. And then there's Beth was the Juno, best friend, yeah. And then, and then Juno's the Holly. evil one, yeah. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the blonde <laughs> ones were really hard to tell apart. Yes. Yeah. I did not follow. <laughs> Aren't they all? Um. Anyways, uh, yeah, I really love the camaraderie and like the long. <laughs> um. I mean, they take a long time before they even get to the cave, and uh, I just enjoyed that. You know. At the start of things, at least it was like this is just a normal group of girls, and you know this is like it's like the kind of thing where someone might have written this movie and been like, oh, it's got to be a bunch of bros, uh, and they're going to all be broing out. But instead, it's like a you know uh, they went with all girls and they're just like having a fun time. They're not like being catty or anything crazy, uh, stereotypical in the beginning until later. And I think well, they yeah. did a good job, like in the opening parts where they're like meeting at the cabin, like drinking the night before and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like. We have been camping together where mm-hmm. like, you know, somebody that 
one person knows, but the other people don't know that well is there. And like some people are like getting to know other people better for the first time and whatnot. And I thought and it some people might already well. be dating and like that might be really obvious, but <laughs> <laughs> some people could become Southern. I don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so what you're they drive about. out to the cave. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. like you know, lies. About yes. The cave. They're supposed to be going to Borum Caves, uh, you know, that and Holly the entire time was like, oh, more like boredom caves. And oh, it's like a tourist trap. And it's, they might as well have hand railings going on the way down. So I have been to one of these tourist trap hand railing caves in, I think, Virginia. I want to say it was called Luray, Luray Caverns. Mm. And yes, there are handrails and lights and everything. But you go and you like walk down. You're like, oh, I'm in a cave. And you see like stalagmites and stalactites. And it's very exciting. Caves are awesome. You can go like Mammoth is an awesome cave to go into. I've been Mm. there's a Kingman Canyon cave that we went to in Arizona. That's incredible. Caves are really cool and really spooky. And we will get into this a little bit later. But I believe that this film is kind of unofficially based off an H.P. Lovecraft short that also takes place in Mammoth Cave. Hmm. Nice. I mean, I love a cave. I love an adventure. I love a mysterious hike. But like, I got to be able to walk to it. There is no <laughs> spelunking happening. Yeah, there is no head. spelunking. Yeah, here. if I'm going into a dark hole that has never been explored before, that's just not going to happen. I love jumping off things into things, you know, exploring all sorts of stuff. But no, not not I, down. I will say that growing <laughs> up in Las Vegas, we had a hot spring that was at the base of the Hoover Dam um, that was on the Colorado River. And fun things about it was off the highway. So there was a lot of burned out cars on the way. There was one of those things where like people have put um, ropes and things like there was some light bouldering. And then there was hot springs that you kind of had to like squeeze into like caverns to get into. Uh, And we used to just bring a lot of beer and hang out there for an evening. But yeah, there was definitely times where like, oh, I'm going to sneak through this little crevice of rock. Uh, and then there's times if you get in there weird that you get stuck. And um, <laughs> caves are scary. But did you need it's... ropes? Yeah, uh, the ropes were already installed. I'll, I'll say oh, that. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just um, even if you managed to get me to spelunk down like that initial one that they went down, I there's no way that you could get me to crawl through the one where they like. Nope. OK, so first of all, I was like, none of this would have happened if they had <laughs> one fat friend or like one yeah. friend who was not rail thin. They would have been like, oh, my gosh, your boobs are too big. We can't leave you behind. Guess we've got to go another way. Yeah. <laughs> End of movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, their friend wanted them to ex- discover this cave together because uh, they're all cave explorers. And she now. was like, maybe we could name it after you. How about your dead daughter? Maybe yeah. you ever think about that? <laughs> like, she didn't even suggest that. The dead daughter cave system. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's one of the things I like about this movie. It's like th- there's there's 
basically no world in which I would ever do any of the things they're doing in this movie. Right. But it has that like, it has that sense of like watching along. You're like, Oh, how would I react in this situation? What would I do? And I was like talking with my wife and I was like, okay, maybe you could convince me to go down that first right, thing and right. look around yes. and be like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> and then, you know, if I managed to somehow make it through that first tunnel, <laughs> once I get through there, I'd be like, nah, just leave me here. I'm just going to die here now. This is yeah, it. I'm not like, crawling back through that back tunnel. Up or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, let me die because <laughs> oh my god like this movie um yeah watch once they start like crawling through these tunnels like i th- i actually think like before the monsters show up like that stuff is really anxiety inducing and, and a bit right. scarier this than movie the was crazy a difficult monsters. watch for me today yes like yes. like this like as Same. as difficult as it was back then like it this is this movie just works yeah. even though there's a few weird like cg things at this point like it it really is an anxiety machine like the close spaces it's, suck it's and definitely the most claustrophobic i've ever felt watching a film they do such a great job and it's like the whole time you know you're i'm always you know, anytime I get really worked up in these things, you, you know, you're always like, ah, it's just a movie, but it still has that. It's just so, uh, tense and the claustrophobia is so real. And just like the things that you see them crawling through. And then when people get stuck, you're just like, Oh God, I can't get, 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 get out of this. Get, get into a bigger cave system. Oh God. Yeah. No way. Not going there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty intense, but I have been to other cool caves, many that were ADA accessible. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, like they talk about those caves where it's like a gift shop, and then in the back of the right, gift shop, right. you, you go down into the one cave. of them. I think this is the one in Virginia. Uh, one of them, somebody made like a an organ out of the stalagmites and stalactites with like they, there was like a p- keyboard, and then there were like little hammers that would hit Whoa. them, and it, like it was crazy. Nice. So that's yeah. pretty cool. No monsters though. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, so this is a movie where I would die real fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, like you know, like uh, I would probably uh, you know I would one hundred percent get stuck in one of those things, and just well, none like, of us would have even fit die. through that hole. Yeah, like there's no way, no way, nope. no way whatsoever. Nope. Yeah. yeah, like if 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 camera adds ten pounds, skinny minis over there are barely making it. Like <laughs> I know. So- I this might be a good time before we get into like the whole monster thing that right. like I want to bring up that like I a couple of things that kind of play into I remember liking this movie and not knowing why I liked it so much where like it felt different and because it's incredibly classic like it has so many you know normal scares it's playing through uh, uh the the soundtrack sounds like a John Carpenter movie mm, yeah. um but I feel like that this movie has to be at least semi-based off the H.P. Lovecraft story, The Beast in the Cave, which is best off, based off Mammoth Cave, which has a gentleman being lost in the cave, um, walking around and, you know, kind of losing his mind a little bit. Then the guide, you know, comes and finds him, and then they find basically a pale albino version of humanity who is this, like, scary creep that was just another person who got lost exploring this cave. <laughs> um, it's not this, it doesn't have this full monster, you know, rule nonsense, but these monsters in this movie 
are decidedly humanoid, you know, like the, like the history that they have in there and the way things are built in the way that builds to it. Like the reveal that there's something in this cave, this movie earns 10,000%. And I love how they build to it. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about the movie too. Like the slow, uh, you know, drop in of clues and hints that Mm -hmm. something's off here. (laughs) Something's not right. Um, it's like, it's oh, we found a hundred year old piton. It's like, okay, well, that seems like a boring detail. Like, even in that first cave, there's like those like hand marks, bloody hand marks on the side of the cave, and they're just like, huh, wonder what that is. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> Through the skinny hole we go. Even the first like uh, deer carcass they find, I'm That's like, right. doesn't like, have you never watched a movie before? Don't you know when you find a carcass with mysterious markings that there's a monster somewhere? It's never a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Also, like, yeah, they should have known something was wrong almost immediately. <laughs> but <laughs> even that they were going to the wrong caves, they probably should have known if it was yeah, that. There was no sign. If it was that touristy, yeah, exactly. There probably would have been other people going at the same time. Um, Parking lot. Yeah. Basically, they're so dumb. I can't believe they fell for this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> they fell for it. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, let's be one of those people that just pick apart. This, this movie is so unbelievable. I can't. Oh believe my it. god! Yeah, like North Carolina, there's not monsters in North Carolina. If anything, they're in <laughs> South Carolina. Wow. Oh uh, <laughs> man. Um. But yeah, I agree that that is great, and I love that. Uh, um, I think the crawlers are meant to be um, like they said in the special features. I think that the they're meant to be like cavemen that just stayed in the caves and didn't come out. Not that it was like the previous like expedition that went down. Right, there. right, right. Yeah, because yeah, 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 obviously yeah. they evolved. Yeah, exactly. Thousands. Yeah, at least a thousand years. Hundreds too far of years. evolved oh. to have just been the <laughs> lost. Expedition. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Like, so yeah, not like a lycanthropy thing. Mm-hmm. Were any of them women? One of one of them was yeah. Oh there, really? There okay, I must have missed it. Yeah, the the female uh, ca- uh, crawlers they, they call them crawlers in the, all the special features. Um, right. They had they were the only ones that had hair. They had hair, and then yeah. she had like boobs or whatever. Oh okay. Because remember that one gets killed, and it must be like a child or something, and then the the female one comes out like and smells it. Like, uh, and gets all okay. Mad. Yeah. And then like, yeah, it goes like real ham on Beth. I believe No, Sarah. there was a one point where I think name. she was fighting it and she like grabbed a nipple or was it a penis? <laughs> I'm not sure. She grabbed some kind of appendage and like black stuff came out. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> you might sick. have been able to watch an unrated version that I did not see. I don't think so. I watched it in the library. Well, virtually. we can talk. I think the only real change is in the end, but uh, is the ending? Uh, I saw the bad ending. Oh, okay. Well, we can talk I about it. I don't even know what you mean by that because well, we, so we, we can talk about it when we get there. Yeah, yeah. Let's get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. In the um, meantime, um, what else? Um, I think this movie does an incredible job of setting up the interplay between the relationships of all the friends and kind of why they're friends and how they hang together. And I think that every person, even though that we are struggling to remember who's who in the Disney switcheroo, (laughs) um, (laughs) that, that I think that they do enough of the legwork up front where every death matters even if we don't know who this person is to everybody else like we get that they care for each other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and stuff goes wrong like real fast. Real <laughs> fast. <laughs> there, there is like a slow burn of like, oh, there's monsters down here. But then once they discover there's monsters, it's like three people die like real quick. <laughs> I do think something that this movie does that's one of the more impressive like horror movie things is that they have the person reading out the exposition of just like, here's everything that's dangerous about caves. Mm-hmm. That like people need to know because if they're not thinking about it, they're not like, oh, caves aren't dangerous. But like they've already established, they've already done the legwork of that all of these ladies know what the fuck they're doing and they don't care. And so this lady's saying all these terrifying things, and they're all just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she fades out as she's just reading off horrible thing after horrible <laughs> thing. And I think that that's one of the better exposition type scenes in a horror movie I've seen. Right. What what series was it? This might have not been sequel rights, but when we were talking about how it's scarier when everybody does all the right things and then the something still goes horribly wrong and they all die. Was it Kevin Fever? Dum Dums come. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember what series it they was. They do the right things in Cabin Fever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> No, know, that's no. true. Those are a bunch of dum dums. Well, yeah, no, they yeah. bought a Game Boy SP, and yes, yeah. that's the right thing. <laughs> yeah, oh but it's way scarier when everybody's an expert and they do everything right, and yep. they're still effed. Oh, you know what? It was uh, Exorcist, I believe, when we went to go see that screening. Perhaps oh, I, I never went to I, that. I, I, didn't go I don't that know what we're talking about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we weren't but there. How I feel about that movie? Yeah. No, this is great. It's like it gives everyone like once the shit goes down, you get to see everyone kind of pull out their. Uh, their mad climbing skills and try to try to save everyone's lives scramble well yeah and you get to see stuff that's like more than you know like i mean so like i yeah i've seen like the basic equipment but i didn't know about those ones that you like stick into a crack and it expands and then oh you yeah like lace it through and pull people across like that was crazy and that one girl just like made it happen but it was like oh my god yeah, she she did this amazing feat to save everyone's lives and then immediately gets her hand split open by uh, the rope. Because <laughs> of stupid Juno. Yeah. God. Okay, what's the verdict on Juno? Is she a dumb bitch or do we feel bad for her? <laughs> She's a garbage person. Yeah, I don't feel bad for her. I do feel like when she... I mean, I do think when she stabs Beth through the neck, like that is a total accident. Right. And it could have been fine. She could have been like, oh my God, I accidentally killed. But instead she pretends that. Well, and Beth forgave her right away. and was like, just stay here with me while I die. Like I, 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 (laughs) she cognitively understood that it was a horrible accident and all she wanted was for her to stay there with her. And and she just fucking leaves. Apparently she leaves. Like, (laughs) Like, bye. And then lies about it. No, she's like a real garbage person. And I do like that. It's not uh, because that is that situation where like, I love the choice of having her, understand what's happened to her and be like just stay with me and it it just shows that like some friends are unsalvageable (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and like that's what this movie is kind of about where it's just like you want to give them the benefit of the doubt you want to like like if it was just that uh, her friend had the affair with her husband Mm -hmm. maybe they could have gotten past it honestly like if it was just this thing it was just that thing but it was that Juno's personality is so toxic Mm -hmm. that there was no coming back from it 
Right. And I, I liked it later, too, when the two sisters had, like, figured out the thing about yeah. being quiet or whatever. And one of them was like, wait, we got to wait for Juno. And the other one's like, nope. Yeah, fuck her. I don't care. care. Wasn't that incredible that they didn't even need a whole exposition wall like the quiet place? (laughs) (laughs) Which is still I'm always going to dunk on it because I find that the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah, I think she was like, I think she the one sister said with her making all that noise, she's going to bring the, all the creatures on top of her. And the other girl's like, as long as they're not on top of me, I don't care. (laughs) I mean, yeah, at that point I would be like, screw that girl. She took us down here. I didn't even want to come down here. Like, or I thought we were going somewhere else. I mean, it's, it's bad, but should we talk about Gino's justification of that? I lied to you because I wanted us all to get credit for discovering this case. That's dumb. That's dumb. They didn't seem Especially to care like about in any America. Of you know, right? Like, like it's North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're going into the Marianas Trench or something that no one's ever been to before. However, I do appreciate a UK director that is for a UK movie that was mostly shot in the UK picking America being this place. It's like it's backwards and it's weird and there might be monsters. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, that's correct. True. That's totally I'd rather fair. have them be cave hillbilly monsters than like, you know, ethnic people or natives or something. You know? It is really interesting in that this movie came out around the same time as the Hills Have I re- Hills Have Eyes remake. Um, and, you know, there was the 90s kind of meta horror movies and saw where everything has to be, you know, this crazy complex Rube Goldberg thing. Mm-hmm. And I th- feel like with Hills Have Eyes and The Descent, after 9-11 it was like this resurgence of horror movies where just like the world is scary the natural world is scary yeah Um, and there's no happy endings (laughs) yeah it doesn't matter if you're a privileged white lady or whatever else it is like it's that there is a danger out there and it's weird that that is an early 2000s trope but you know, there was 30 years in between horror movies where that was a fully accepted thing that you were doing. And I think that it fits in this really unique turning point in history where uh, we were very receptive to stories where, yeah, like just the outside unknown world is out to get us. Mm-hmm. Right. And, also like people just die accidentally you know and horror movies don't usually allow for that so as sad as it was i liked that the movie allowed juno in her in the like rage of killing the monster to then kill her friend because that would probably happen in more horror movies in that if real people were in that situation how many movies have we seen the girl fighting off a monster or fighting someone and then the boyfriend or some other guy comes up behind her and goes oh no 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 it's okay it's okay it calms her down or whatever no she would probably kill him because she's (laughs) know what the heck is going on and that's what happened in this one especially if they're where the dude (laughs) dies from a bucket to the head it's just like people in this movie die Mm -hmm. for for really real reasons and like uh, the movie does a great job of oscillating between supernatural kills and then just brute force impact oh you hit your head falling down a cave then you died um and it made it uh, it makes the supernatural element feel much more real and much more terrifying 
Yeah. Well, you know what? I think this might be a uh, good spot for us to thank our first sponsor for the evening. Tonight, we're being sponsored by sleepcave.com. <laughs> Do you have trouble going to sleep at night? You're tossing and turning, wishing you were hearing the wonderful ambient sounds of a cave. Well, sleepcave.com has got you covered. They have over a thousand hours of sound libraries of ambient um, cave noises, much like this one here that they provided for us. What? Oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> sleep Cave is so good, you guys. Go to sleepcave.com and get a discount. Okay, just kidding. That was not a real sponsor. I just did wanted you to... look up to make sure if that was a real website? I did look up sleepcave.com. It didn't come up with anything. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, Don't forget to use promo code SEQUEL. SEQUEL <laughs> rights. Uh, sleepcave.com for 20% off. Yeah. Um, I just want to be stupid there. Uh, Lots of sounds. Yeah, I was like, you know, you know, I went back and tried to find stuff for uh, the soundboard this week, and I was like, all I came up with was stuff like this. I don't. I just have a bunch of noises of the monsters, you know. Pretty intense stuff. I don't think you could sleep to that, but the first one you could probably sleep to. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the sound design of the monsters and the cave, uh, is all great in this movie. And I think Tyler, you briefly mentioned, uh, like the, the score for this. I don't recall. Yes. I don't really recall the score for this movie, but I was surprised watching it back after all these years that, uh, it's like so expansive. Um, it's and, really uh, good. Yeah. And it, it's by, uh, David Julian, who, uh, Julian, who did, uh, some work with, um, Christopher Nolan as well, I believe he he did. Uh, oh, interesting! He did the score for like, um, you know, he worked on Insomnia, and I think he did like the Prestige even. So like, you know, before Batman before, Begins, uh, did he do the Cave? Before uh, yeah. there okay. is a part in this movie where I was like, where some bats flew out of the thing, and I turned to Gloria and I was like, now she's Batman. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which was funny. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, you know, I I knew this was like a super low budget movie, and so I was uh pretty surprised to hear like this expansive, like, you know, clearly, uh, you know, recorded orchestra score. Um, it's really beautiful. And, and the movie overall has, you know, you know, it it was like three, it says 3.5 million pounds was the budget. Um, but it feels like a really big budget movie to me. I mean, it really does. And it has some, I mean, it's, it makes a lot of sense where Neil Marshall after this, like goes directly into game of Thrones Mm -hmm. and starts making some real incredible television that feels like it's much higher budget than it is. Yeah. And surprisingly, no caves were harmed in the making of this film. That's right. Literally no real caves. (laughs) Yeah, it was all uh, everything but the exterior Which is was out, impressive. Was set. Yeah, apparently they had like six sets, and then they were just like uh, take a date or like reposition things, and then Turning sometimes upside down. Yeah. yeah, sometimes they would add water uh, into certain ones. Like they, like one of the scenes, you know, where they have, uh, I think Sarah is running, and she like trips and falls into this like puddle of uh, 
goop. It was like they built in a bathtub into the <laughs> into the thing and filled it with like you know muddy water. Uh, so lots of really cool stuff um, in the the behind the scenes on this. Um, it's just really impressive. They use they did use some molds of like real caves and then also some like made up stuff by the production designer. Um, pretty cool. So how about the controversial ending? Yeah. So Are we ready? So, oh boy. So yeah. uh, let's talk through the ending. So if you saw this movie in the United States in theaters, um, or you know, I, I I didn't really I haven't followed the the release of the DVD and everything, so I don't know if there was originally a release that was just the theatrical version. But the Blu-ray I had was clearly labeled like unrated director's cut, and and it had both versions. But um, so in the movie, after lots of toiling and trauma Sarah like is running away and she falls and kind of gets knocked out. Right. And then mm-hmm. she wakes up and realizes that she is, uh, you know, at this kind of like <laughs> a hill of bones that leads up to uh, a light that is definitely the outside. And she crawls up, then she crawls up, she breaks out and is playing this like really big music cue. And she's screaming like, ah, you know, like she finally has been saved and oh my Shawshanking gosh. it. Yeah. And it's really emotional and she's like running as fast as she can to the car and she gets in the car and, and, uh, you know, pulls over to puke out the side of the car because she's so like exhausted and freaked out. And, and there's a truck that like zooms by, like yeah. honking at her, which is amazing where she's just like, oh, I've made it. And like the world's just like, who cares? Fuck <laughs> off. And, uh, the camera zooms in on her and then as we pull out we see that sitting next to her in the car is a dead ghost Juno oh my god and she screams ah! and then uh, that's the end if you saw yes. it, if you saw that it, is what I saw I just want to say about the truck the truck came first and then she put her head out to vomit yes. and I was like don't do that that's how you're going to get hereditary okay yeah. <laughs> like, but, that's know, right you did it anyway but yes yep. that's the ending I saw it's fine. We just bury her in the pet cemetery. Is, uh, is that also the ending you saw, Tyler? Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. No. So I'm the only one who got to actually watch the. Did you guys go I and did watch the read of the good ending? Because this is a good ending. The other the UK ending is better. Yeah. So the mm. the. OK, so I guess what happened? I, there's a whole like there's an interview with uh, Neil Marshall on the on the Blu-ray disc that is specifically only about it's like a seven minute thing only about this ending situation. And um, the UK ending is like the original ending of the film that they had scripted and everything. And um, I think at some point someone was like, hey, what if we tried it just ending it, you know, like a little bit earlier just for fun. And then I guess when it came to the US, you know, release, they tested both endings and the UK ending, um, you know, scored okay, but not that great. And then the the one where it cut off right where we said with Juno's ghost and her screaming, that tested better. So that's what they ended up putting out um, in U.S. theatrical release. But then, obviously, when they went back for this Blu-ray, they um, they wanted to restore the original ending. And it's interesting. Never trust the testing. I know. Well, it's interesting, too, because he kind of it was funny to hear him try to explain, because I guess, you know, when it came out in theaters in the U.S., everyone was like, what does the ending mean? And he was like, well, it's hard for me to answer that because that's not actually the full ending. But she's been hallucinating and having bad visions the entire time. 
Right, right, but uh, there, there's but, there's more of an open question with the U.S. ending, like, huh? like, huh? Yeah, it's kind of a non sequitur if the cave people are magical or supernatural in some way, as opposed to just being this weird divergent offshoot of evolution. And mm. so, like, I feel like that the U.S. ending makes it feel like that, oh, she was consumed by the cave people. Like, that might mean that there's something else or she's just crazy. And I think that that's uh, fine. That's the Hills Have Eyes remake ending as well. Yeah, they, uh, but he, he explained that it was a little bit more like a Texas Chainsaw type ending where yep. this girl escaped the problem, but she's clearly gone crazy or something now. She's out in the world, but she's not great. She's having a bad time. Or, yeah, it's the ending of, of Carrie. Or the... Uh, as opposed to the UK ending, which we can talk about now, uh, yeah. where he said it was it's a much bleaker ending, more in vain of like the thing is specifically what he references. This in- is it is the thing ending. And uh, 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 OK, well, tell me what tell tell us what it is and I will go through three levels of race. Yeah. It's uh well, the, OK, so the UK ending is horribly bleak and it's very sad i thought uh because it's playing like a very sad music cue underneath it so basically right after that scream in the car uh she wakes up again still in the cave and she kind of slowly gets up and you see that there's like a light flickering somewhere and you're kind of like oh maybe it's that torch that you had right um but throughout the movie we've been seeing these uh kind of like hallucination flashback dream things where Mm. there's a birthday cake and it's her daughter. And so we see that again. uh, And this time we see like Sarah just sitting in the cave, looking at the cake in front of her and then like her daughter on the other side. And then it slowly kind of zooms out and we see that she's just sitting there like blank staring at the, at the torch and it kind of zooms out further and further and we see that she's still in the cave still in the cave and then we slowly start to hear the sounds of like the crawlers coming closer we never see them but you hear that they're like surrounding her and then that is the end of the movie <laughs> so like so like which she is did a not fantastic get a- end to a movie yeah, it's so depressing but uh i so i get maybe why they were like this is too dark uh for the u.s audience but so i actually really I- like it I will say this. I, my favorite ending, my favorite movie of all time is The Thing, uh, John Carpenter's. And it's also my favorite ending because it's not ex- as explicitly bleak as that. You got McCready. You got Childs. There is uh, the entire base is on fire and they're about to die of exposure. And they have this moment where this entire movie, everybody's not trusting each other. And uh, they know that they're both going to die. However, uh, it's unclear who trusts who if someone thinks that they're a thing or someone thinks that they're both people. But there's a hope in that they both trust each other enough to die of exposure. (laughs) Um, And if if they're wrong, then then they're wrong. But they're not going to kill each other. And it's a weirdly optimistic ending to me for the thing in that it is the worst case scenario happening and that, okay, everybody did this, the system that put everything in place to put everybody in harm's way is still there. But these people have had come to an understanding and I really like that ending. And I really like this UK version of that where it kind of 
ends in this cerebral place of, well, did she escape? Did she not escape? It doesn't really matter. You know, the world is still coming for her, whether she's outside or sitting in the cave. Um, Yeah. And like, maybe this is a moment for her to like, just, you know, she's mm -hmm. spent and broken. And now she's just going to sit there and like, imagine that she's about to be with her daughter or she's there with her daughter. I will say I like the I liked the footage of her like emerging from the cave and getting to the car and yeah. all of that happening and having it be this random supernatural thing at the end. Like it feels incredibly American of just be like throw a jump scare at the end. <laughs> yeah. And like there's something more terrifying to me about that. No, it's just this divergent humanoid species that we totally missed. Well, yeah, and that's as, way scarier as, as effed up as it was that when she was stuck in that tunnel, her friend was like, the worst thing that's already happened to you happened. And so who cares about this cave? Like that was messed up in that moment. But in general, it's true. Like yeah, anything right. that happens to her in the cave is not as bad as losing your husband. And yeah, child. absolutely. You know, so. Yeah, Elis, you should go back and watch this on YouTube or something. It's it's not very. It's like you know, it's literally okay. an extra like minute or something in the movie, but it's just so. Uh, I feel like it's so powerful. Powerful to just be like, man. After all she went through, now she's just stuck in that cave, and it's like just yeah. It's so just was sad. either um when either of you watched it, was the music at the end like messed up? Was that intentional on purpose? Like. Like, you know, mine wasn't. No, okay. mine wasn't messed up either. It was very Maybe much was just, just John uh, Carpenter, like bump, the bump. hoopla hoopla transfer. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. anyway. Um, I, I do want to <laughs> say too, it, I liked how in the credits it, it gave a and introducing for the little girl that is in one scene, practically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I did find her for your oh. child star oh. check in, uh, Molly kale k-a-y-l-l so that's kind of like a weird last name spelling so therefore i was able to actually find her mm-hmm. um and she is currently a sales and marketing executive at the reed group uk's leading independent data company whoa independent data yes uh and you know she went to college did good has a job there you go that's great that's avoided totally- whitewater rafting Right. <laughs> That's right. And caves. I'm never going in a cave ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> the other thing, like I was thinking about watching this movie too. If I, if I was like, if I was in this situation, I'm, I would go into that cave already assuming there's monsters inside. So when monsters show up, I would be like, <laughs> I knew it. I knew there were monsters. <laughs> I just kind caves of like, these are weird, man. Yeah. I just kind of like would go in there assuming it's haunted or something. That's how I would feel uh, in that situation. Uh, but uh, this movie is great. Uh, should we just talk about how it deals with like it's 2005? There's some big CG shots that maybe didn't age super well, but at the time were super successful. Um, it has a lot of um, it's got your favorite thing, matte paintings. Uh, yes, a couple times in there when they're showing these far away shots in the cave. And it has some DNA of Lord of the Rings where some of the crawlers look like orcs. And it Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense that from watching this movie and how it was able to get some really stylized, awesome shit from some pretty close up digital photography uh, that Game of Thrones HBO was like, oh, make us some of our biggest episodes uh, after this. And, you know, I really like 
Thor the Dark World. I think Neil Marshall <laughs> did a decent job with that. Um, but yeah. I know that he hates that movie and most people hate that movie. But I can see a lot of the world building stuff that interests him across all of the projects that he's done after Dark this. Elf. Dark elves. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought they looked more like Gollum than orcs, really, but maybe yeah. it was caves. I was thinking that. Yeah. It is a little Gollum like, orc like, bat like. They 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 said one of the inspirations was like Nosferatu. Yeah. Uh, it kind of looks like a fucked up version of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't mind. They kind of use CG sometimes to you know, uh, bats. Or, Korea, yeah, they're bats, but I mean that wasn't so bad. I think I think like the more noticeable stuff was when it was like we want to have more of the crawlers than we have right. cast, so let's put a bunch of extra ones and make them in the shadows a little bit more. Um, but otherwise, it's all great and like the practical goop that they have coming out of their mouths and stuff. It's yeah, so lots yeah. of gross, so gross. And I love the scene. The scene that I remember the most, uh, you know, and it's like on the posters and everything, is you know when Sarah falls into that like giant blood, blood lake pit. or whatever, <laughs> and hey. she comes out like she's in Apocalypse Carrie? Now or Carrie or yeah, <laughs> um, and and it's just like such a great moment where you know you're like, oh, did she die? And she's like, oh no, she's being like super smart. Rambo style in this moment. Rambo. Being quiet. I do. I think that the biggest success of this movie is how it rations out information mm-hmm. where it's just like this cave is dangerous. They're in a bad situation. There might be somebody in this cave. Oh shit. There is somebody in this cave. Oh wait, there might be more than one thing in this cave. Maybe they're friendly. Maybe it's okay. Oh no, maybe they're hunting. They're hunting small animals. Oh no, that's not that's not good. Oh no, they've been killing humans. There's human spines. Human like it's it's very like metered in terms of it raises its threat level. And it I appreciate a movie that uh paces itself for you want to paces itself for you to want to assume the nicest thing that can happen. And then every time it's just like, no, it's not that no, it's worse. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so much worse. (laughs) And some just brilliant, like night vision camera usage in this, uh, truly terrifying stuff. Like when she has to sit there and be quiet while they devour her friend. <laughs> so messed up. Loved it. Terrif- terrifying. Yeah. Lots. And we're still getting like our found footage infrared, you know, mm-hmm. DV camera nonsense. Oh yeah. yeah. Forever. I mean, they're rebooting paranormal activity. So there you go. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so do we have a rating? Oh, how many, uh, lost to time patons would you give? <laughs> Neil Marshall's The Descent. You know what? I uh, went into the cave the other day and I found nine patons that were lost to time. Uh, I really love this movie. I honestly like, should I give it a 10? I don't know. It's really good. Uh, But I'm also kind of like, have we given anything a 10? I can't remember. We probably have. Yeah, Carrie. Yeah, maybe I did. I can't can't remember. Um, But this is really high up there. It's so good. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, I think you could watch it again and feel the same, like horrible anxiety. Uh, like yeah. the, I could watch it again tonight and feel the same way. Like, oh, God, get out of that cave. And it's just such a, 
uh, an amazing thing trick for them to pull off in this film where it's all on sets and everything's fake and you're hoping you know they're they're i'm sure as neil marshall was like filming the movie he's hoping that people aren't noticing that it's the same set or something turned around uh and they did just such a masterful job um and uh you know the it's just like, um, you know, the editor of this film too goes on to direct the next movie. And I think he's also, a, 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 you know, Academy Award nominated editor. And there's just like some frenetic shots in this movie and just keeping everything together. I know we did have some trouble remembering who's who in the movie, but I think they do a great <laughs> job overall, like keeping track of where everybody is in this cave system. And uh, I just love this movie. I highly recommend it uh, unless you're very scare, scare prone. Right. I'm going to also give it nine. What are they called? Batons? Batons. Yeah. Peace. Nine of those. Um, same. You know, it was great. I enjoyed it. I had never, I was unfamiliar with the franchise, never seen it before. Um, I think um, I definitely like, uh, I could see how this would be too much for some people just on the amount of like, ugh, like I definitely exclaimed more than <laughs> I have for like any movie we've watched. I think yeah. just be like, Oh, God, you know, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. Um, and there were a lot of like very dizzying shots, too. So if you are claustrophobic or prone to motion sickness, you're probably not going to like this movie. But I am uh, not any of those things. So I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Tyler? Yeah, I think that this is a nine for me as well. I could almost go 10. Like this movie absolutely crushes like this movie watching it again i was so claustrophobic i was just as much just like no i don't want to look at it like it like it as just a pure scare machine uh it still works 15 years later it has you know lovecraft dna it has carpenter music this is a a modern horror classic in a way that I don't think that it even has. I mean, it's beloved, but I don't think that it has the same respect that it actually deserves Mm -hmm. because it's incredible. Yeah. I saw online too, that it was like coming out around the same time as the cave and whatnot. What is the cave about other monsters in that cave? Oh, that's a good question. I, I feel like I remember that kind of. I can almost picture the. I can picture it was a the twin, um, twin movie situation, but yeah, I don't deep know. impact. I, it's like oh, I can yeah. picture the. I'm looking it up now. I can picture the the poster for that. The cave, an action. Ooh, action horror. Oh yeah, it looks like a it looks uh, like, like tremors. A, like, placid situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's okay. a photo where it looks like there's a monster coming up from the ground. Oh, tremors. Oh. Yeah, that's what it seems like. But okay, well, just wondering. Uh, yeah, so this is like only a twofer, right? Only a twofer, and I have absolutely no idea what the next movie is about, but it is called The Descent Part 2. Uh, oh. And like I said, it's directed by the uh, editor of The Descent, John Harris, and it was out in 2009. Hmm. So, uh, I wonder know, if we'll have an open water situation yeah. of caves. <laughs> well, I, I'm extremely curious about the fact that it's called part two i wonder if it's really supposed to be a continuation or what because like now that there's these multiple endings it seems like maybe confusing as to what would be continued but i can't wait to find true true i don't know okay so yeah twofer we need more suggestions email us at sequelrights at gmail.com and find us on social media on twitter instagram facebook and youtube at sequelrights 
And please rate and view us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way to having other people find us. Otherwise, uh, tweet out your favorite episode. Share us on social media. That is equally as good, and we love to see it. That's right. And thanks again to listener Reading Hicks. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you like this one. And uh, we'll see everybody next week as we descend again for <laughs> The Descent Part 2.